This might look like a normal job, but it's not. When hackers infiltrate networks and steal or destroy proprietary data, we're all at risk. Becca used to be a mid-level programmer until she earned a master's degree in cybersecurity online at Grand Canyon University. Now she's setting sophisticated honeypots to lure and catch hackers. What do you think protecting your company looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. All right. Well, Happy New Year, everyone, and Happy Black History Month. Welcome to the Plug Club Podcast. I am Kai, queen of all things fly, and I have my two lovely guests here. Please introduce yourself. Dang, I forgot about this part. <laughs> Just say your name. <laughs> I'm okay. Ari. Yes, a reoccurring guest, I shall say. Uh, my name is Dominique. All right, with all the bass, yes. First time, first time. Oh, your first time, of course. So they're here to share their opinions today on The Rift. But before we get into that, of course, we have to give a shout out to Kaiko Production and the Awesome 2 Elite Media Group for bringing you this broadcast on today. So before we get into it, you already know we're going to talk about our three-piece plug of the week. Yeah, uh, let me get a, let me get that three-piece. So starting off, it's been a few weeks since we lost Kobe Bryant. So RIP to him and his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna. May they both rest in peace. It was um, a tragic accident. And so we're sending prayers out to their family. Um, going into our political plug. So the deadly coronavirus that originated in, I think, Wuhan, China, has spread to 17 other countries. And the U.S. has confirmed, well, at the time it was five cases, but I think it's gone up to 12 the first American has died, but he was in China. He mm-hmm. wasn't here. Yeah. Um, and I think over like 800 people in China have died already. Like there was supposed, uh, supposedly a cruise ship that had like two cases of it, hmm. but they're not letting anybody off their cruise ship. So people wow. are losing their minds. Wow. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would too if I didn't have it and I got to stay on the boat, but they're not trying to spread it any further. So it's kind of understandable. Um, I heard there were rumors that somebody at... Um, College Station at Texas A&M had it, but I don't what? think it's been confirmed. I so. heard it was somebody in Houston that had in Houston, it. Houston, oh Jesus! Mm-hmm. I mean, I heard. Well, I watched this um, show on Netflix called Explained, mm-hmm. where they go through and just explain a bunch of different stuff. And one of the episodes was about like, I guess pandemics like this when it comes to like sickness. And she yeah. said the next biggest one will be. I mean, they're just going to get bigger. Yeah, because more things are moving around. People are moving around. Mm-hmm. You can fly to any place now. And just yeah. think about how much stuff we have made in China that comes mm-hmm. over here. So be and careful. And Chinese people, like, this is not to be um, xenophobic or anything like that. But disclaimer. <laughs> disclaimer. However, Chinese people, they eat all kind of shit. Like, they literally eat all kinds of different. Because they said like, it came from a bat or something, right? Something really random. Some, I don't even know what it came from. I don't think they know what it came from for real. I don't think they research don't. has really proven Everything where it came from. from but. Right, they say all the diseases. They do say they do say a lot of stuff come from bats. Mm -hmm. I thought they came from pigs. That's the swine flu. Oh, uh, right, (laughs) (laughs) man. Well, I just know like some of my friends at work were like, "Yeah, they be eating panda meat and blah blah blah." And I'm like, "But no, you know what's crazy? This um, I have a one of my Taiwanese classmates. She's straight up said she said, "Girl." Chinese people, they're fucking crazy. They eat anything. They nasty. Like, they nasty. And there's somebody from, <laughs> this is somebody from the Asian continent. So yeah. I'm just like, dang, that's well, how y'all feel. Well, just think there's so many people over there. They don't have enough chicken and beef and right. seafood to spread exactly. around. So they probably do have to eat everything. I mean, yeah. I mean, it sounds kind of Game of Thrones-ish. But, it does. Ugh. But I mean, 
But I learned actually in one of those um, explained episodes that sometimes these animals will carry like a certain pathogen, right? And then when whatever when disease, something else eats it, yeah, that pathogen can get inside exactly. you. Exactly. So she, so my friend, oh, what she, had, my Taiwanese friend, she basically explained to me um, that like there's a what is she? I don't want to say this wrong because I just don't want to be offensive. I know. But she basically said that. Like there are people who eat like raw monkey brains, like literally, like not like Indiana Jones. They actually what? like while the monkey is still alive, like they take it out. Oh, the, yeah, and that's they concerning. eat it just like that. And then, yeah, it's really strange. And they, it's all kind of like weird practices. And she told me something about a snake. Like the like a snake, like the snake will eat something, and then the people eat the snake, and like all these this like different diseases. Like Indiana get, Jones, exactly. Like, no like she. That's what she told me. She that's what she said. I don't know how true it is. That she told I remember me. Remember that movie? They sat there and brought the monkey heads to them, and they were eating the monkey brains. And there was a snake on the table. They opened a the snake, and the baby yes. snakes came out of the table. And people were picking them up and eating them. See, mm. and you know you're not supposed to be eating blood. That shit come all from that. somewhere, that's, right? Oh goodness. Well, um, hopefully it doesn't spread too much more. Hopefully they can get right. under control. Right. But I, I mean, 800 so. people, and it's only been like two weeks. Ooh, yeah. Lessons. What is it? They said it's basically like the flu on steroids. I mean, like a cough, like a cold yeah, they on said steroids. It's like something in your lungs. Yeah. But it's airborne. So yeah, that out is to them. freaking that airborne stuff freaks me out. Like contagion or something. Exactly. And people think, oh my god, this is how. Like uh, one of my favorite movies is World War Z, and I know mm-hmm. that after like them people got bit by the zombies, no one knows where it came from. Somebody yeah. bit somebody, and people just started biting each other. And they right. turn into zombies after like eight seconds, and then. That's all this scary because oh literally, goodness. like civilizations fall because of diseases like that all the time. Like this has like happened black throughout plague. history so much. Like even the like rats, the, right? Even like the smallest civilizations, and I have to eat rats like, too. Yes, yikes, Mm-mm. nasty. That's unfortunate. That's um, nasty. Like I said, blessings and prayers towards them because that's yeah. that's horrible. Uh, well, moving forward onto the pop and plug. <laughs> Moving on forward. Um, so the Grammys was this past weekend, or I guess almost two weeks ago now. Um, winners included Lizzo, Billie Eilish, Anderson Pack, J. Cole got his first Grammy, and Nipsey Hussle got a Grammy as well. R.I.P. It's been almost a year. Did Lil Nas get us. something? Oh, did he? I think he did. I he probably know. got like song of the year or something. Yeah. I don't know. Something. I just saw, I just remember his outfit. You know, no, he's, he's really taking this old town road rodeo yeah. thing, and he is riding it, so mm-hmm. he can't no more. <laughs> he can't no more. He got a new he song is. called Rodeo. Big I didn't Nas watch the video. With but... Big Nas. I said, uh, yeah. Is this the original Nas? Mm-hmm. And he had some, I didn't watch it, but it was kind of like some thriller vibes going on in there. I just like seen the some... part with Nas. I, I didn't see the whole it. thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. It sounded pretty good. I like hearing Nas, like, his flow. I don't know what he was talking about, but I liked his flow <laughs> on it. It was much different than what we hear all the time, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, uh, but a lot of people didn't watch it. Apparently, this was, like, the lowest viewed Grammys of all time because people just don't care no more. We know, mm-hmm. especially after all this Oscar so white stuff. Plus, the CEO of the Grammys got in trouble right before this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's been a bunch of drama because we know half of these awards are already pretty much... Given to people Sitting because of popularity, stone, right? yeah, it's it's really more Beyonce popularity. still hasn't gotten the Grammys that she's deserved. I mean, and Kobe passed away too, so nobody was really trying to be entertained by the Grammys about that. That's true. You think they had something to do with it? That's I think true. it happened like either the same day or the day before. It was the same day. It was, it was the same, same day. day. True. So, yeah, true. 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 Dang. Yeah, because they were at the Staples Center, so I think yeah. his his jerseys were up there, so they had spotlights on them the whole time. Wow. So you're right. A lot of people were down. That definitely was true. a factor. And people weren't really concerned about that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's absolutely right. 
Um, in recent news, Sierra is pregnant once again. Sierra. I know I love Sierra. Mm-hmm. I love her and her husband. And my, I'm so funny. My boyfriend's like, what's his name? Russell? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. I don't know why I want to call him Westbrook. That's how you know I don't watch those sports. I don't even know who is who. I don't even know who is who. He's like, that is not just Sierra's husband. He's a, you know, the no, player. Okay, that whatever. is Sierra's husband, period. I mean, but we knew Sierra first. We know right. Sierra for like 15 years. We didn't know years. Russell Wilson. Right, we just found out about him. Mm-hmm. He's led that hair. He's led, I guess, is is he like Latino or something too? He's mixed with something, right? You know, he remind me of right. you remember flavor. I mean, you remember um, I love New York mm-hmm. with the the dude with the real buff dude with the pretty eyes. You know, I only remember you know who I'm talking The real buff dude with the he had really pretty eyes and he had like curly hair. From which one? From I love New York. Remember they put that on Hulu recently. I think I'm yeah, it. it's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. But anyways, Russell Re- Russell Westbrook reminds me of one of the people Russell that was Wilson. on there. Russell See, Wilson. Wilson. I got confused. Russell, Russell Wilson. Hey, Wilson. Westbrook's the basketball player, right? Yes, Westbrook's the basketball player. dude. He was Wilson on the season with Tango. Hey, thank you. He was on the season so with Tango. Together. I just love their whole family. And also, currency. this past weekend, so last week was the Super Bowl, and I'm going to let Dominique kind of talk about that a little bit because I don't know nothing about football, obviously. Oh yeah, um, Super Bowl looks like uh, Kansas City Chiefs made a ten point comeback uh, against the Forty ers mm-hmm. Wind up winning in the Super Bowl. Shout out to Patrick Mahomes. I think it's the only. Isn't I think that it's the only, youngest quarterback or something. Yeah, the youngest quarterback to win a Super Bowl MVP and a regular season MVP. Also, I think only the third black quarterback to win the Super Bowl. So. Wow. Everybody was talking about the black side of him was coming out at the very end. I was like, what? He's mixed, right? Yeah, he's mixed. Oh, yeah. okay. Because I was like, the black side? Yeah, I think his um, yeah, his father is black. His mother is white. Mm-hmm. So, That's yeah. usually how it goes, ain't it? No, I'm just playing. Wait, is that the dude with the, the red hair? The white dude? The one like Roller? No. Oh, no. Who was that fine man? I know. I was like, Roller? The, the dude, he played football for one of them for the for the red and yellow team. Aren't they both red and yellow? Yeah, they both red and yellow. The one, one with no white. Gold, huh? The red one with gold. no white in there. No white. They both got white in it. Okay. They're both red, yellow, and white, right? <laughs> one is red, gold, and... The one that had majority red, yellow. Okay, majority red is the Chiefs, yeah. Okay, so the dude who played for them with the... He got like a little red mm-hmm. beard. He a white dude. He real fine. Oh, you I just always say he... Yeah, I was just saying he just looks like Roller from Claws. He just... That's what he looks like to me. Okay. <laughs> he looks like... I don't Roller, know what like, his name is, He looks like he dated black girls. He, de- no, he, got he, got a white, he got a black girlfriend. Yeah, oh, well, Travis. there we go. That That must be that look. <laughs> well, good for them. Um, of course, Shakira and J-Lo, they killed the halftime show to me, even though we all know J-Lo's voice isn't real. Or it's Ashanti's voice. <laughs> exactly. I think I was glad that Shakira opened Bar-road. it up first, because I feel like Shakira's yeah. a little bit more entertaining. But shoot, J-Lo about 50, 53. She was out there popping yeah, and pretty dropping cool that she could do what that. she had to do. J-Lo tweeted something like, Bronx Girl Magic or something like that one day, and Twitter was in an uproar. <laughs> like, oh, J-Lo, ma'am, we need you to sit down. But honestly, I just think she's old, and that's yeah. just she's what been old out people do. For like 30 years. That's she started off as a fly she girl. Probably, honestly, she probably so. didn't think nothing of it when she said that. She just was yeah. a little old social media girl. Like, right. She just. That's a wall. That's I a girl. Like sometimes woman. people really aren't trying to like be offensive. I feel uh, yeah, like we do kind of attack each other a lot. lot. We don't have to do all of that. We really don't. But you can't say they didn't give a good performance. I don't know who performed last year. I don't either. Somebody After, white probably. Yeah, I think was it was Maroon 5. Five. Yeah. That's was that who was last year? year? See, already okay, just like that, I forgot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they were in Atlanta last year. That's where they were Yeah. At. That's actually where I remember that, because you said yeah. Big Boy. 
I mean, but I thought they did great. I really did their really? outfits. Yeah. I don't know. Everything, the formations, I loved it. I thought mm. that they did amazing. Yeah. And a lot of my Hispanic friends that work were very proud. Because, I mean, they honestly don't get to yeah. see that that much. That's true. They were like, oh, my God, they had Bad Bunny on there looking like aluminum foil. I said, <laughs> oh, my goodness. He did, though. He looked like he was in a Missy Elliott video. But, you know, I'm glad they got to have their representation. I mean. Yeah. All right. So, moving forward to our petty plug. So, 2020 has already started off in... I don't want to even say shambles. It's just things are just going very quickly already. You can tell that time is moving pretty fast. So a few weeks ago, the comedian Lonnie Love, who's one of the hosts of The Real, was commenting, or she got attacked for commenting about Kevin Hart's docuseries, Don't F It Up. Basically, Kevin Hart had an episode where he was talking about how he cheated on his wife back in 2017 while she was pregnant. Shame. And uh, this is his second wife that he's cheated on. And God knows how many times he's already cheated. But apparently he got caught this time and somebody had recorded him and put it out. So that's what the whole hoopla was about. And basically in the docuseries, he was blaming it on the fact that his friends were not around. And even the way his friends were acting, because most of his entourage, his team, like his trainer, like throughout the docuseries, it was showing like the fact that he brought a lot of his friends from his neighborhood to come work for him. So, mm-hmm. okay, I guess I can commend him for that. All right, mm-hmm. don't leave your friends behind. But when he was talking about cheating on his wife and going to Vegas, he was trying to tell his friends to come. A lot of them said, okay, we're married. We have families. We can't just up and go to Vegas anytime we want. But Kevin Hart's super rich, so he can. Right. So he went by himself, and he was in a club or something, met some girl. She took him back to the hotel room. And apparently one of his old friends that used to be in his entourage actually kind of set him up. Mm. Like, sent the girl to him and tried to get money from him. But, I mean, at the end of the day, he was mainly, he wasn't even just saying, like, he was saying, like, yeah, I effed up. I did this. I did that. He was basically saying, like, my friends weren't around me and they weren't be like, hey, stupid, you're not supposed to do that. Nobody was there to tell me to stop. And I was just sitting there watching it like. nobody set you up if you didn't take the bait. It was on you. Like, like, he set you up because he he knew that you was going to do that shit. Exactly. Exactly. He knew that. So, but it was just kind of sad how he was talking about it. Then his wife was on there crying, but she was like, well, I'm kind of glad it happened because he's a better man now. And she's like 29, I think. She's like real young. (sighs) And it's, these bitches will sell oh, anything for some money. And I, I don't see why. I mean, I see why she was crying or whatever. I guess she thought she was special. But at the end of the That's day. funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kevin cheated on his first wife, Tori Hart, right. who's actually really funny. She's just like him. And you can see that he got a lot of his stuff from her. Actually, mm-hmm. it's pretty, pretty sad. But Tori was saying, but I mean, while we were still married, he was cheating on me with you. So what are you, what are you so upset about? Or at All least right. what are you so surprised about? Ignorance is bliss. And these people are ignorant. I swear these niggas out here. Oh, it's a shame. So anyways, Lonnie Love got dragged though, because she decided to talk about it on the reel with Adrian, uh, what's her last name? Baylon and uh Tamara, which it's mm-hmm. interesting to me because Tamara didn't say anything. But then again, she's married to a white man. Right. And her daddy is white, so she couldn't really say too much, I guess, about the black man. Mm-hmm. But Lonnie Love got on there and was like, basically, black men, um, they don't really know how to be faithful in relationships because they have money and have power and feel like they could treat women any kind of way. And Adrian was like, girl, that's across the board. She said, no, it's not across the board, which Adrian's not wrong. She's actually telling the truth. Yeah. But she cut her off and was like, no, it's not across the board. It it's is. because of slavery. And we never really got to develop really good families. Like she basically just put herself in this hole. And so people were dragging her pretty much up until probably like this whole Gail King situation yeah. that just happened, which mm-hmm. is a whole nother it's actually not even much far fresh from what we're talking about it's sad because it's like 
like what we're talking about today, the rift and how black women and black men keep attacking each other. But yeah. it's like you didn't even have to say all of that. Right. Now, she's right. Kevin Hart was stupid, but it wasn't because Kevin Hart's a black man. Kevin Hart was just right. a dumb nigga. He's just a dumb nigga with money. And that's just and what he has is. money. How many more black men you think got money besides Kevin, Kevin Hart, Hart and a few people in Hollywood? Russell Wilson ain't out here cheating on Sierra. <laughs> like, come on now, don't blame that on and black men. And then she men. tried to get to say, I didn't even say all black men. I mean, she kind of, she did say most, but still putting most, that's not the truth. Like, it's not. And you're trying to make it seem like because of slavery, that's why black, black men can't be faithful. Cheat. Like, no. Because guess who, of because guess who was uh, out in the field houses uh, cheated with the slaves? That's what I'm saying. On top of that, her husband, her husband is a white man. So why would you even talk? You see, Tamara sat there and ate her food. She said, "I'm with a white man, so I can't talk about the black man." Why would you even say something like that when you're with a white man? You're literally in a relationship with a white man whose ancestors, like you said, were cheated on their wives. Maybe she had an experience with a black man where she got cheated on. That's why she. She's probably one of those people who went to a white man, but you can't feel. But you can't use your emotions like that. Exactly, you can't. You can't say stuff like that. That's so damaging to our community. Is exactly. Exactly. Black man, you damned if you do, damned if you don't. And that's the sad part. Like after that, I felt really bad because it's like, okay, yeah, Kevin Hart. That's because of Kevin Hart. But don't put all the black men. Right, shit like that is annoying because you want to defend women so bad, but at the same time, it's just like, come on, have your facts, sis. Don't. There's a time to speak on emotion, and there's a time yeah. to not. That's yeah. how she's been getting a lot of her clout lately too, just saying this outlandish Saying outrageous. Stuff wow, and mm-hmm. just being like real contrarian and. I don't even know like who that, that is. What she look like? But unfortunately, that's you how a Lonnie lot of people love. She was on Soul Plane. Get big, <laughs> with Monique. You know? <laughs> they throw black men under the bus. Yeah. It's a way to kind of get sympathy and get more. I mean, you'll get more like. Well, uh, we'll just look oh, at this whole Gil King situation that just lady. happened literally a few days ago. Yeah. So you know how she interviewed Lisa Leslie, and then they brought up the whole case. You know, we were kids when that happened. I remember it yeah. happening, but because they I shut don't. it down, it's like you forgot. Yeah. I mean, some yeah. of my mom talking about it, yeah. and she thought it was odd. But see, I remember my mom being like, "It's odd because." It's well. She she was saying that it was odd because the girl just. I don't even want to bring Bill Cosby up really, but we kind of have to because he's kind of in this now as well because he was tweeting from jail or something. But how these women will go to the hotel room at two o'clock in the morning. I'm not saying that you're you you don't deserve like you obviously don't deserve to get raped. You should expect right. sex, but when it's happening like that, I mean, do you go to a hotel room at two o'clock in the morning just in the first to, place? Like, what are just you just to sit up and watch your, TV and eat right. popcorn? Like, I'm I confused. That, I think that a lot of times in cases like this, people try to completely separate the woman from her actions. Like, exactly, and you cannot and you do put that the woman in the victim she, category automatically. Exactly, like you don't know what she was doing. At all. <laughs> like, you don't know what her intentions were for going there that night you have no idea that is her story and that Mm -hmm. is her story to tell it's not our story to assume and it's not our story to speak on period like we do not fucking know exactly plus I remember um, on one of Dave Chappelle's stand ups he was talking about how they found like eight different semens inside of her she had like three different pubic pubic, uh, hairs and stuff in her uh, her underwear I saw that too so you was already doing some things honestly to me it sounded like she wants some money (laughs) if you want to be honest which she got because they settled they settled that's so sad well, I know that there was another video that came out a few days ago where this lady was sitting on a panel with these white ladies and she explained it so well after Gail has been getting all this, you know, dragging or yeah. whatever, which, which I don't really, under, I didn't see what she did. So I don't really understand why she's being dragged. I just heard, I just saw her videos on Twitter. It was just tasteful. 
tasteless how she just brought. Oh, so you didn't, you didn't see the clip? I didn't see the actual Ooh, clip of her have. in the interview. I just Man. saw her. I saw the aftermath, basically. So basically, she was interviewing Lisa Leslie. It was a whole interview, mm-hmm. but the clip that CBS had put up was a clip of her talking about the rape allegations mm-hmm. that happened back in 2003. So she basically asked Lisa Leslie. I mean, as a journalist, she had the right to just ask it and move on, but she didn't do that. Right. So she asked her, do you think that that will create like a complicated um, legacy for him or whatever? And she was like, I mean... It was dismissed, so I don't see why we can't just leave it at that. And she was like, well, yeah, it was dismissed, but that's because the the victim refused to testify. And there were reasons why she refused to testify, because they found eight different statements inside of her. Mm-hmm. So, so you don't tell part of the story, you're not telling the whole story. Oh, right. So then she said something else to Lisa Leslie, and she was like, well, the Kobe that I knew wasn't like that. I have NBA, play, NBA mm-hmm. friends yeah, who I heard like that, part. that mm-hmm. but he wasn't like that. And she was like, well, you probably wouldn't see it because... He's your friend. Like, whatever. That's how she said it. And you just have to watch it. And that's what I think everybody had a problem with. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. first of all, you didn't have to go that far because he Mm -hmm. literally just died. He's not even buried yet. So she, and then Lisa Leslie said, I feel like the media should be more respectful at this time. Not only did Mm -hmm. he die, but he lost his daughter too. Right. Like, Like, I'm confused. And, and the thing is, is that everybody started talking about how, of course, Gail King and Oprah are real cool with uh, Harvey Weinstein, who is on trial right now, who had like, Nine women testify against right. him in New York. And that's just right. his New York case. He has cases right. in New York. He has cases in California. Mm-hmm. He got several cases this year. Yeah. And it's interesting how every time he's having a case or some type of trial, we got to bring up something that somebody black did. Right. We got to bring up Russell Simmons yeah. a few weeks ago when Oprah was going to do, um, she was going to do a documentary on him. And apparently she pulled out because she said that there were inconsistencies in that story. But it's funny how you found inconsistencies in Russell Simmons' story, but you didn't see inconsistencies in Michael Jackson's thing last year when it's been proven that they lied. So I think what everybody's really mad about is the fact that it seems, after all of these different types of cases, that Oprah and Gail, along with probably many other people, are always coming after the black man and like mm-hmm. what the black man may have done. And these are just allegations. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it hasn't even been provable. A lot of it, the only person that really is in jail is Bill Cosby and R. Kelly. And R. Kelly's a separate case because there's loads of evidence for that. So no I'm just... There's fruit at the end of the day. Uh-huh. They just want, it just seems like they're just trying to put asterisks yeah. on the side of these black men's names. Like, in the case of Bill Cosby, R. Kelly, like, hey, man, put them... Take it like this. Throw the key away. And then throw away the box that it's in. Right. But in the sense of like dealing with. Sorry. No, it's good. In the sense of like just dealing with just like men in general, it just needs to be better um, accountability. But at the same time, like it's it seems like it's a concerted effort to go and put these asterisks by these black men name. Like it has to be something. Right. We just can't let you go scot-free. Mm-hmm. Bill almost got away scot-free. I feel like Bill might got about 15 more years, 10 more years of life. And he legally blind. They right? just said, no, get Bill in that jail. Bill was almost out of here. And they said, nope, too bad, nigga. Let's uh, yep. build up these stuff. Even, even after 30 years. Which, I mean, I don't know if there were statute of limitations or not, which, I mean, it's different because I haven't been put in that situation. I'm not saying that people that haven't been assaulted don't deserve to have their story heard no matter how long it's been. But you're right. It seems like it's always the black people. There's so many white men. I mean, just think about all of the pedophilia that's in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Right. Did they cover up? I mean, even one of the the guys that was a kid, he was friends with Michael Jackson. He said, y'all want to go find the real pedophiles? Here's a list. But Michael Jackson's not on that list. I would tell you right now, it's this white man, this white man, this person, this person. They didn't want to go find them. They were trying to get Michael. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it it's, it's sad. And what I think what's even sadder is the fact 
that Over and Gale are black. And so people mm-hmm. are like, y'all really out here selling out. Y'all really out here, like, have no issue with coming after the black men. But see, they're around rich white men all the time. All the time. It's you know? low-hanging fruit. That's who low they work for. Fruit. I know that's who signed your check. I yep. know it is. Yep. Oprah was like, a Russell Simmons can't shut me down. I just saw inconsistencies in the story. How dare he? Girl, how dare you? I ain't heard nothing about Russell Simmons. Have, I mean, I know there's been ladies that have came out, but this one lady who got on um, this show that I was telling you about earlier on the panel with the white people, she said during the whole Kobe Bryant situation, there were two different um, conversations going on in two different households. In the white household, which was post um, O.J. Simpson, it hadn't even been 10 years since O.J. Simpson. White people were very mad about O.J. Simpson, apparently, because mm-hmm. he did kill her, at least from what we think we know. And he got off. Yeah. Even though that happens with white people. I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer, all them white men got off. Mm-hmm. But people are like, OJ got off a black man? How dare white people were in the streets crying and fainting? So this was only a few years after that. So in the white household, a lot of white people, especially parents, feel like, y'all let this black man get away with raping this white girl. How dare y'all? Whatever. In the black household, she said it's a different history on both sides. In the black household, we're thinking about Emmett Till. We're thinking about all these black people who have been accused, that's been hung on trees just because they thought he looked at a white girl. Exactly. So there's two different, two different, um, two different conversations going on. So it's going to be two different opinions. A lot of black people probably feel did feel like Kobe was set up, or mm-hmm. that she may have been lying, or that I mean, because there's 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 history of the white woman lying about that, right? Not to say there's not history of... Was the girl white? Yes, yeah. she was. Oh, Jesus, that doesn't make it any better. It was better. in Colorado, wasn't it? I think it, it, was, it was in Colorado, that's right. It was in Colorado. Oh. And I think Kobe was like 24 years old or 25. Yeah, snow in Colorado. Oh, mm-hmm. Lord. The snow in the white girl. But anyways, I just... I, I guess I don't want to say that I'm just like super upset at them because, I mean, it's all part of their system or whatever. I'm not yeah. honestly even surprised. Not at all. It's just sad that she had to do that. And like Kobe Bryant literally just died. I mean, he won an Oscar last year. He done moved on with his life. And you can wait till he dies. Like, it's really just disrespectful. So, you know, Snoop Dogg, mm-hmm. he made a whole video cussing at Gil King. That video was funny as hell. I mean, I guess he didn't have to call her a bitch or whatever, but oh, yeah, you can tell he was one. just very angry. Yeah. Boosie was angry. Ari Lennox was angry. Woo, I, I was not, Ari Lennox. I was not expe- uh, expecting that from her. People were going off on Ari Lennox, like for real. They were going off on Ari Lennox, like talking about how she is trying to defend these black men while tearing down these black women. And it was just so but much. See, how, like she has how to can come we out. Not, how can we not do that? Right. Because was she, I mean, because she was defending Kobe Bryant, right. whose case was dismissed because right. he didn't do anything. Right. That she's tearing down black women. I mean, yeah, right. she did go off on Oprah and Gail, but they she was wrong. Did. They were wrong. And they have been wrong. Yeah. They've been wrong. That's what makes this situation so complicated. Yeah. I just think that um, black people just need to start better strategically kind of venting about these things. Right, mm-hmm. right. Because at the end of the day, I feel like these people at the end of the day are monetizing off your emotions. Ooh, yes. for real. They've been doing so that to us. It's just like, okay, um, Gail even said it in her apology video. She was like, these type of things, you said. Yeah, I heard, I heard her like apology video. Mm-hmm. They'll roast you for about two days. It'll blow over. So they could say these things. And by us talking about it, you know, people go to black Twitter for their news, for what's yep. popping. It's and just if we over here talking about that, Let's give it more clout. Let's give it more things. So more now we're over here talking about Gail. So mm-hmm. next time Gail does another interview or whatever, she popping. She, everybody going to be looking to see what she do. I just feel like yeah. well, we kind of just need to go strategically 
about kind of ignoring these when this stuff is like this because I feel like it was done for attention. It was done for clout. Mm-hmm. It, Kobe had just passed away. She mm-hmm. knew that everybody was going to click on anything that was Kobe Bryant involved. Mm-hmm. So to say something like this was definitely get, definitely going to cause like a lot of uh, attention, a lot of publicity. Mm-hmm. And Hollywood don't, nowadays, it's no journalism either. bad Ugh, and good publicity. Mm-hmm. Well, she got, she apologized. She was like, well, I didn't know that CBS was going to put that up. Yes, she, yeah, did. she did. Right. Yes, you did. You just weren't expecting that backlash. But she did that say that they, She did say that they like cut something out or something like that. That's what, That's what she CYA. said. I mean, which may be true, but that has nothing to do with what you asked Lisa Leslie. Right. That wasn't editing. Yeah. That wasn't somebody manipulating your words. That's what you said. We saw the attitude in your face. We heard the inflections mm-hmm. in your voice. That's what it was at the end of the day. Yeah, she was yeah. trying to cover her. She definitely was yeah, trying to cover her Yeah, that's all it ass. was. And then Oprah wanted to get on TV the next day. She's not doing well. My friend Gail hasn't slept in two days. Girl, she's rich as hell. Huh? Both of y'all rich. Like, rich as AM. What about Vanessa Bryant? Who literally lost her child and her husband? Like, right. we're, like we're we're deflecting, and that's the sad part. Like you said, right. we shouldn't give this much that much mm-hmm. attention because him and his daughter haven't even been had, buried yet and had yeah, their memorial. Yeah. So we shouldn't even be that concerned about Gail King, whatever. <clears throat> just you know, fuck it, whatever. When you have you're disrespectful, and we need to leave it at that. We just need to keep on moving over here because we can't. I feel like with all of the love, I mean, it was sad after it happened, but you could tell people kind of were like. Get closer to the people you love and yeah. be be more um, thankful for every every opportunity that you have here on this earth while you're still living. So it's like all this love and stuff like right after this. And then we get this interview and everybody's hating again. I can't stand her and I can't stand them and mm-hmm. uh, the misogynists. And because black men feel some type of way, all these people on Twitter, they shouldn't be uh, talking about these black women. And just a war a week later. It's yeah. yeah. Well, this actually segues perfectly into our topic today, which is about the deeply rooted dissolution between black men and black women. So we'll also be talking about many factors that cater to this division, such as slavery, um, the wealth gap, uh, poverty, financial things, education. I mean, it's, it's a lot. Plus feminism, specifically white feminism. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go ahead and dive right on into it. So let's go ahead and start off with slavery. We know slavery... Even though none of us were there, we still see the effects of it. We know certain things that were done as far as, uh, you know, colorism and colorism and uh, the family structure being kind of torn apart and uh, the rampant rape culture of the men and the women. People forget that the men were also being raped as well. Um, And just how basically we became dehumanized Mm -hmm. as humans. A lot of people's spirits were broken. Um, And... I, I don't know. Y'all got some thoughts on that? It's it's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could start like, well, for one, we could probably start with like the family structure, how they emasculated the men. Yeah. They told the women, you don't need this man. It's, it's, it's just so sad because in slavery, it's not that the woman couldn't depend on the man, but looking at the circumstances, it was dangerous. what could be done, right? Like, it was literally, really it be was, done. honestly, it was dangerous for men and women to depend on anybody. Like, yeah. it was, it was worry about yourself, worry about your children. Yeah. And that was it. Like, raise your children to not step on anybody's toes. Because mm-hmm. to I don't do want them to get hung or exactly. split. Literally or raising, and... literally raising each one another to be submissive. Like, mm-hmm. there was, there wasn't any, there was no way around that. Right. Like, everybody had to be submissive. Everybody had to be right. submissive. Yeah. I think we just have to, like, look at, you know, it's it's not enough to kind of, like, look at what was done to us back then, but 
we have to figure out what the best way to apply it to modern times to now to 2020 mm-hmm. in the sense of kind of how are we how has it manifested in our actions towards one another mm-hmm. our behaviors yeah. yeah our anger towards one another mm-hmm. or in uh lack of empathy towards one another is mm-hmm. it rooted in just i don't like you but or is it because like i said i'm in i'm in the boat of i believe in predisposition beef i feel like mm-hmm. when your grandmother uh, was um, going through what she was going through with your, your granddad that was probably ain't shit, that was probably cheating on her. Um, like they said, a woman is born with all the eggs that she'll carry throughout her life. So you're basically inside of your grandmother in a way. So mm-hmm. to have that passed down to you Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. through years, I feel like we just kind of have to, I feel like at the end of the day, it comes down to therapy. But I feel like, um, yes, we want to realize like what happened to us, um, you know, how things were, um, how black men were emasculated, how the black woman was kind of put into a position, forced into a position of like protector and provider. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. So we just kind of have to like, I feel like it manifested now into like this, this tension between mm-hmm. both of us. Mm-hmm. It's really like, it's like a power struggle. Ooh, essentially. Girl, like we, were both, we are all ghosts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody want to be ghosts. Everybody <laughs> wants to be ghosts. Like, they say this is a big rich town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody's coming for everybody. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's just, uh, I think maybe the tension now is just like the women trying to gradually step down from this. But it's hard. Right. And the men trying to step up. Cause we can't we step don't down. Know how to. Well, we can't. We can't. Power, I mean, right. But we can't step down for men who are not trying to step up, it's, stepping up. It's, yeah. it's like, like we can't a, both be stepping it's down. It's like a switch. It's exactly. like it just, yeah. Like the men were, you know, like we were saying, being emasculated and being taught to be submissive. Mm-hmm. The women were being put in the position to be the dominant, yes. to not be the submissive. Mm-hmm. And we to had be, to because we literally had to raise our children to, to do the same them. thing to keep these roles going. So now. Like, it's just a matter of healing what it, it is, healing. So that is, we are we are in, as black Americans, we are in the healing process right now. And it's very strong. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of us are just very uncomfortable, but don't know how to put how it to into words. It. Yeah. And we don't know how to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And instead of talking about it, we attack each other. Yes. <laughs> and like It's been so many generations, people. like he said. Yeah. So like, you know. The grandmothers, I mean, just think about like the 60s. Apparently in the 60s, that was like the time where the most black families were together. Mm-hmm. So there weren't as many single parents. There weren't as many people. I mean, people were staying on the black side of town, but because yeah. segregation was happening doesn't mean people stayed in the projects. Right. They were just living on the black side of town, which right. actually made the community stronger. My granny yeah. always says the integration was one of the worst things that happened to us because once we integrated, a lot of black people felt like they were better than the other black yeah. people instead of us all being together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's also created like, not even just like, I guess this, submissive attitude and weakness in men but this huge amount of aggression in the women right and i'm not saying you know the whole stereotype of the angry black women we know that a lot of black women aren't like that but i think sometimes we do have a tendency to let that come out yes i don't see girls go off on their boyfriends hitting on them doing all of that but we're taught for so long that we have to be ladylike that we have to be quiet so Mm -hmm. when things do come out it's always going to be perpetuated i think as anger or as but sometimes it's just anger 
Sometimes it is. <laughs> sometimes but think about the circumstances. And, this is, and I feel like a lot of times this is women, period. Like mm-hmm. women across the board, black women, Latino women, white women, whatever. Like if you think about the disposition that black women have already, plus the plus the disposition that we have as Americans, like it's just like a double edged sword. Like girl, we yes. can't that we we're either seen as aggressive for being angry or not. Like, yeah. we are taught that we have to be empathetic, mm-hmm. that we have to be all of these things, all of these um, nurturing, and we can't, we, at black women especially, we're taught that we have to be strong, like, we can't show signs of weakness because right. that, well, black right, women so showing weakness no, tears the no whole middle. family down, It's right? like there's no middles, like, we can't exactly. be like, too soft, but we can't, but we be, can't too be too hard. And then, when we say anything, like, if we, like, don't let me say anything about my emotions, how I feel. Don't mm-hmm. let me want to cry, like, because it's automatically going to be seen as aggressive behavior or I'm not strong. Like, yeah. well, it's crazy. Um, also, uh, colorism is another factor as well. How I think it's interesting, and I thought about this when I was younger, how a lot of my friends' parents, even our parents included, like, mm-hmm. our moms are the light ones and our dads are the, dark, the dark ones. ones. Yeah. Which... One of my friend's moms always said that opposites attract anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, out of me and my boyfriend, he's the lighter one. I'm the darker one. Mm-hmm. But it, it seems like it's kind of rare to find that. Like, yeah. usually, if it is a darker-skinned dude or even a brown-skinned dude, honestly, they tend to date lighter-skinned women or white yeah. women or Latino or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that also probably, um, you know, comes from slavery just because of the whole house Negro, field Negro thing mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but just this desire of whiteness. Yeah. And I feel like we should talk about that a little bit more in Black History Month. I love that we talk about our accomplishments and like yeah. the new Google commercial and all those things. Right. I think that those things are wonderful, but I don't think we're ever going to fully be able to heal if we don't talk about like, you got to look at the wound and see like, how do we even get this? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like we should kind of start there and we right. should also talk about the fact that black people have done all of this because white people wouldn't even let us at first. Like, that's right. where we need to start. Exactly. <laughs> we got to start with y'all. What, exactly. what were y'all on? Like, they actually have to unfortunately help us. Um, the guy who um, played the Joker, I forgot his name. but Heath Ledger? The original mm-hmm. Joker? No, no, the one that just came out. Oh, I don't, I don't know Oh, no, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, and I, I love The Joker. It was a mm-hmm. really good story about oh, mental health. It. Oh, it's so good. You got to watch it. it. Um, but he won an award in England recently, and he actually made a speech. Oh, I saw his, his speech. speech. I saw his speech. And you can tell he was kind of nervous because he yeah. was in there with all his whites. Mm-hmm. But um, he was like, you know. But he got some amens. Yeah. He <laughs> said, we got to do something about this, y'all, because yeah. there's only so much the people of color can do. If they're the right. oppressed, how are they going to get themselves out exactly. of it? Exactly. If we not going to let them exactly. get out of it, we have to do something about it's this. It's kind of the same with black women. Like, yeah, we realize that we're oppressed and realize that all these things but, but it's only so much that we can too. do and black women are um, there are a lot of black men who are not protecting us like they should be but but, but can they can they because yes. just think okay so just think because 413 says I can do all things in Christ's face with me but they're <laughs> right. not trying to that's well, the problem well, but think about this though like we well, go there are, okay there are so let's go back are, like we're going back through history now just think about after the 60s and 70s mm-hmm. or really the 70s a lot of black men went to war a lot of black yeah. men went to jail so a lot of people grew up without their dads. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we know that's reoccurring right. in a lot of generations at this point. Yeah. So with a lot of these men being raised by their moms who the mom tried to be the mama and the dad, but it's not possible. Right. It's not possible. 
So they either look to the woman. I mean, it's hard for the little boy to look up to the woman and think, I'm going to be just like her. They're thinking about, I'm going to marry someone just like her. Right. So a lot of times I feel like these men, not all, but there's a good percentage of them that probably have this submissive attitude. They feel Mm -hmm. like, well, my woman can be just like that. She could take care of the household. She could do this. She could do that right. too. Right, you know? and I could just kick back in and be good. And if that's just how they were raised, it's kind of like they have mm-hmm. to kind of unlearn that. Yeah. We can't necessarily expect them to grow up yeah. under those circumstances and to think, well, I'm going to be the man now. You know All what right. I'm saying? If they weren't put in that position as that's a young person. True. That's Even in Latino true. households, a lot of my um, Latino friends complain about how a lot of the guys, they'll work hard, but they're also very spoiled by the women. Right. So... It kind of has to do with like their situation and how they were raised, too, mm-hmm. I think. Because I don't think yeah. that these this new generation of men is just weak or whatever just yeah. because there is a reason for there this. There is. Like, there is a reason. Yeah, I mean, I just... Daddy feel, issues. Yeah, I feel like when, <laughs> you know, the father isn't there, then you have a problem. Um, not necessarily thinking like, you know, the having the father back into the community is the answer to everything, but... I feel like you have that, then you have, you know, sometimes even with um, single single mothers, sometimes they aren't necessarily the best fit mothers. So right. not only are you getting uh, a lack of male um, positivity, but you're not even getting like the female nurturing. Right. Side you either. don't even know how to be a good human being. Yeah. Well, you're trying to be both. How can you be the mom and the daddy? Right mm-hmm. for the man onto the child, so it, that energy kind of gets transferred to them. Yeah, so you see a lot of situations like that. Um, and the moms are really aggressive towards mm-hmm. the sons. If they don't spoil them, it seems like they're very, very aggressive, aggressive towards their sons. Like I've had like, a lot of yeah. friends say, they mamas just be hitting on them for no reason, mm-hmm. and it yeah, hurts them. You see the dad. Yeah. They see the dad. Oh, that's true. You see that is so true. I know a lot of situations. A lot of moms that they just sit there out of nowhere, just be like, "You look like." Yeah. Just like oh, your yeah, dad. just like your daddy, I can't stand it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's always something like that. Um, yeah, people always brush it off, but it'd be some truth. There's always a tr- some truth to them jokes. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. They right. came from somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely right. Well, moving on to the next factor: wealth, the wage gap, and education. Mm-hmm. So, between black men and black women, black women are also, I think, three to five times more likely to receive a college degree compared to black men. You know, we're like the most educated group right now. Black mm-hmm. women, we're getting all the degrees, we get mm-hmm. bachelor's, master's, doctorate, doctorate, doing everything, baby. All the doctors, I but bet it won't be me. Like you said, the whole power struggle. <laughs> yeah, the woman is becoming more educated. She's getting the higher paying jobs. Mm-hmm. She's able to financially support. It seems more than the male can. So that's also. A factor, and I don't necessarily know if that's the male's fault <laughs> or the woman's fault. Right. Whoever, I don't say it's anybody's fault. It's just the fact that this is how it's kind of become now. And so, yeah. Um, apparently, black women hold sixty-three percent of all American degrees earned, um, or all black American degrees earned, and it's just more common for the black woman to make a higher rate of living than the black man now. Plus, it's hard for us to obtain wealth in general. And just think about back in the day, like, for example, with Tulsa, Oklahoma and how white folks came and just burnt our stuff down all the time. So a lot of black people couldn't even the black men, even back then, nobody could obtain wealth. Nobody could obtain land. Nobody could get any type of financial stability. And so in recent years, in modern times, a lot of black women have been able to I mean, black people have been able to get degrees and become doctors and do a lot of things. But mm-hmm. in more recent times, it's the black women. Yeah. So I think that that's also catering it because, you know, nowadays we got city girls. We got all these things where all these girls want to be taken care of. But you got more money than the nigga. And, and you'd be mad. But it's like, right. 
Well, um, <laughs> like this. You progressiveness, nah. Yeah. You gonna have to take over this some progressiveness, of these. right? You yeah. Have to pay for a couple of dates now. That's the thing. Now. I'm all for like you know progressiveness. That's beautiful. But yeah. can we both progress? Because I don't want to progress by myself. Yeah. Well, what does that progression look like though? Because exactly. if you're making a lot, and he might be making a lot, I mean, how do we? Because if the woman is getting more of the women are getting degrees mm-hmm. and they're going up. I mean, that balance isn't really there. It's really when not. You gotta look at it. I mean, you don't want to think that you don't want as a woman, you wouldn't want a man thinking that the only value you have is cooking and cleaning. Mm-hmm. So I think that if that's the case, which that is the case, that women are becoming more financially independent or in, is excelling more in not only schooling and university and higher education, but just like in finances period mm-hmm. so if that's the case i feel like we should stop looking so much as money as the answer because mm-hmm. as black women i feel like i've you talking of, about as black women like you a black only women in my house like i had no brothers it was only my uh uncle and my grandpa in a house of eight so it was uh, six other women so i kind of been able to see like how they've been able to how they interact and i know like you know, one of the first questions when you meet a guy and it's getting serious, well, what what kind of job he got? What 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 kind of money he bringing? Mm-hmm. Is he mm-hmm. cutting checks? Oh, what is he, he going to pay your mm-hmm. bills? And I've seen women, black women, get into relationships that they knew weren't healthy. That they knew that they it wasn't. You knew he there could was take no care love. of you. You know, there was heartless. You knew he was a cheater. You knew he had all these issues, but he took care of you and mm-hmm. he paid for all this stuff. So. You was all hyped up of the dream of the money, and it wind up kind of these. It's kind of a catch twenty two. You you want to be taken care of, but mm-hmm. this guy that you want to be taken care of, who has all this money and can do all this, he might not be the best suited partner for you mm-hmm. versus someone who might be a little bit less, make a little bit less, maybe a little bit more dependable, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more sympathetic, empathetic, mm-hmm. but. Um, at the end of the day, I feel like what else can a man bring you other than money? I feel like you have to look at that. And... Yeah, that's true. But I think most women, me included, <laughs> don't really want to have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but pretty much. I mean, like, I get that. Like, mm-hmm. it's bad that we've been brainwashed into this, right. like, capitalist world. But that's just what it is. Like, yeah. I don't really... I mean, because I know? think you got to Well, that's look just at, American culture in that's general. That's just American culture in general. And, yeah. Well, because women want security. So I think it's asking do. if you and have a, a job is necessarily bad. I just want to see if you're able to right. and a lot secure of, the bag for me. Exactly. Or provide and me a lot of times that security that. comes from money. Well, you know, more, men tend to make more money and tend to excel more in their later years. True. Yeah, to. that's true. So, we're mature than y'all at a younger age. Yeah, and yeah. you have to think that women, period, and when you talk about education, women, period, are kind of you're you have a, a head start when you're in like i was just talking with ari um earlier today when you're i'm i'm a substitute so i go to different i teach all the way from um pre-k all the way to seniors in high school one thing that i notice is when you're in those classes you always see what you see the women the girls they're in the in their seats they're doing their work they listen but the boys are always the ones that are rowdy. They can't sit down. They mm-hmm. can't focus. They can't do anything. Right. 
Yeah, so because their parents not beating their ass, right? So I feel like <laughs> you know that's that, that's kind of the situation. I mean, and that's just and that's not even like black men. Yeah, so that's like across the board. Yeah, I had a conference in actually Austin where we talked about this very situation, and it's like in across all races, the women always do better than the men when it comes to schooling because women just do better in school than men. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I say when that situation, you guys kind of already have a head start by the time you guys are like in your mid to late twenties, you guys are already kind of financially set versus the black man. He's pretty much just now coming into his own as far as starting to get his business going. So I feel like it needs to be, if that's the case, we're dealing with reality and these are the stats and these are the facts. We kind of have to come to a, a understanding like, Hey, I can't, have I can't say expectations because you definitely should have expectations and standards but maybe I should tailor my expectations knowing Mm -hmm. what kind of playing field that we're on okay Mm -hmm. if I want a black man okay if I really want a black man (laughs) that's right then I need to be a little bit more patient maybe you know we can go out to all these vacations now Right. Or maybe I got to take up a couple of, you know, I got to pay the bills sometimes. Mm-hmm. But as long as I see this man is out here working and like I said, niggas, this ain't no um, pass for y'all to sit up there, and be on your ass. Like, don't be over here talking about you starting the business plan and you ain't starting. You just, don't be a Lawrence. <laughs> Don't, right, be don't be a Because <laughs> we see what happened with that Easter Center. Exactly. Like we have you will get cheated show on. you a woman that you know that you do have Hello. a plan to take care of her in the future. And I feel yeah. like that type of security would I feel like diminish some of the stuff that you're right. talking yeah. about. Yeah. Right. That's very true. That's very true. Cause even in um relationships that I've had in the past, like a nigga that has no plan whatsoever and you see no hope for the future is completely different from a nigga that's like, okay, like I see that he has a he's little bit trying, of ambition. He's, he's trying, trying it's taking so even long. Though, like, right, like, <laughs> even though I'm trying. a little mad because he broke, like I know it's not going to be like this forever, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So I totally understand that and I totally agree with that. But at the, by the same token, I just hate the fact that we have to say, oh, well, women are taught from early to sit down and be quiet and be, why are y'all not teaching these little boys that too? I think they're just taught differently. Oh my goodness. Because just think boys have more, I won't say more aggression, but they just have more, I guess, aggression just in them. You know what I'm saying? So I think they just need to be taught differently. Yeah. You know, I feel like nowadays, because we're trying to equalize everything, Mm -hmm. it's just not possible, people. It's really not. That's the thing that pisses me off mostly about the progressive movement. You can't teach everybody the same. Right. You can't give everybody the same thing because it's just not going to work that way. It just doesn't. Like, I think it's cool, like, that we have, it's a, I'm, I think it's cool that we have, like, you know, that we're getting all this equality and everything. And I think it's well-deserved, especially for women. We've put up for way too much for far too long. But at the same time, I just, I want people to stop forcing me to be a man. Because I don't want to do that. Well, so like, this is I the don't. thing. Instead of equality, there needs to be equity. Equity. Because equality That's is just saying, right I'm going to give you and you the same thing. But because you're a girl and you're a boy, it's going to come out different. It just yes. is. Like it just or is. you're a white and girl. I'm, okay I'm a black that. girl. It's going to come out different. Exactly. So we might as well have equity. I'm going to give her the same thing for white girls. Right. I'm gonna give her the, and people feel like that segregation. But in a way, it's kind of not because there's, there's a cultural difference. There just is. It is. I actually was going to say. And it's always going to be because we have... We are a world of culture. It's like, just different. And yeah. I was actually going to say, we all start talking about relationships, that there is a big difference um, when it comes to race as far as like um, 
marriage. Yeah. So oh, how white women with definitely. undergraduate so degrees since the 60s, it's been the same for them. They don't yeah. even have to go to college and they're still getting married at the same yeah. rates. But it seems that the more black oh, white women, women gonna get married, right, period. the more black women that are getting these degrees and that are getting all of these accolades, the lesser of them are getting married or getting married in much older, you know, older years. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like that's even affecting marriage and families mm-hmm. and, you know, the black woman being the businesswoman. I'm working and da da da. Yeah. Well, while you're out working, does the dad, what, what, what is he supposed to do? Because we, mm-hmm. we don't want a stay-at-home dad. I mean, I don't know. Right. Nah, I don't know how I feel nah. about that. You know, no offense, but <laughs> it just seems it. like the roles will be reversed and we're going to be back to the same thing. Yeah. We ain't supporting the stay-at-home dad. I don't support that. <laughs> if he got a stay-at-home job. <laughs> True. But the dad can't nurture sure. kids like the mom can. But you, yeah. but, but you can't say that. There's some, there's some men who are very nurturing and we kind of put them in the box. Yeah, I You kind of keep in the role of the woman okay. when you do that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, okay. there's this YouTube couple that I watch. Um, he's actually a stay-at-home dad, but he's a YouTuber. So, of course, he makes That's money still. That's his job. That's his profession. But his, because he did YouTube, his wife was able to like quit her job as a teacher and stay at home and mm-hmm. and homeschool her kids basically. Yeah. So how much is I think that's great. Like at least twelve hundred dollars a it's month. Probably do that, but they're that and them kids be bad. Pocket. Yeah, Ooh, them that's kids be bad. Very true. You need your house clean. You need you know it's all yeah. these steps that typically are gender roles for women. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you kind of, it's always funny because you get the women who say, you know, I can say. I want to be a um, stay-at-home mother, right? Uh-huh. But if you see a good dude say the same thing, mm-hmm. same word. There's an issue. <laughs> right. It, like I'm saying, as a black woman who is making so much money, I know it, sound, and it seems weird, but what is wrong with having a guy be a stay-at-home dad? Hmm. Like, what's the problem? What's the issue? Oh, we just talking about it. it just, well, be a double the, first, the first question we gonna ask is, "What is the wife doing?" Or, well, no, the first question will be, "Well, what are you doing, like, to make money?" Yeah. And then it will be, "Well, what's but your I wife guess doing? when you well, think what about the dudes, say the same thing. Yeah. Dude could be like, "What you right. doing? You just over here spending up the money and stuff." And staying yeah. with the babies all that's day. That's very true. Mm-hmm. But I guess because historically, that's just what the culture has mm-hmm. been. Because I lot feel of like I would look up. I would probably look at a dude kind of funny too if he told it me does, he was right, a it doesn't seem dad. like it's wrong for the mom to be at home with the right. kids Conce- like theoretically I completely understand that like yeah. why not but conceptually it's just like yeah, this, we, we want like, like you like said we want this equality and so if you want equality it's it should equality. be yeah. yeah that's true and I completely under I completely understand that I am a victim of the system because <laughs> I <laughs> wholeheartedly <laughs> see something wrong with that but, why is that but I know that it's but I know that, that I, but I know that I shouldn't like I said mm-hmm. I'm able to think at things like theoretically so I completely get where you're coming from but at the same like, time cause what, what is the issue we talk about we talk about like one of the issues I feel like when it comes to black relationships is that we've been operating out of this like westernized kind of sphere of thinking but yeah. is it western though because i feel like even in the east like these these roles kind of still apply the woman is the homemaker the man is well the... i think where the issue comes in like you were talking about the west now we don't want roles anymore yeah people are saying that, do right. what you want to do right but because of history and how it's been right. it has been the traditional role for the mom to stay at home and even if she didn't stay at home she still could have worked but she wasn't doing the dad was the main breadwinner right. but nowadays mm-hmm. everything's just 
up in the air and like he said well now that it's up in the air well, what's the problem with right, it right what's the problem so can true, we really true, have true. a problem with it if we want to be the That's independent equality. black woman I mean, yeah. we want to like, go out and do this sides. so like how was saying maybe we don't need equality we need equity that's we what need, we need. We should be. That's what we need. We should be pouring into each other like no other, and that is not happening. And it yeah. should be because how else? How are we? How are you going to expect to giving something to get, for men and women? How do you expect to get something back if you're not when you're not pouring anything into right. it? You can't. You can pour into an, an empty vessel, but what do you get back? Like you lose right. everything you have pouring into an empty vessel. So right. by the way, I'm not speaking from the perspective of a. <laughs> Of a stay-at-home dad, I'm just offering some contrarian. I mean, yeah, what you said was absolutely yeah. right. I'm glad you said yeah. that. Well, we'll be right back. We're getting right back to this conversation real quick. I'm going to give you all a quick advertisement. Want to record a podcast or maybe lay down some tracks for your album? What's the holdup? If it's equipment or a sound engineer, then I have the place for you. At the Two Elite Media Group's recording studio, all of your recording needs can be met. The studio includes two large rooms for bands and group podcast sessions, as well as smaller recording booths and two sound engineer studios. Start that recording project now at the Two Elite Media Group studio located in Garland, Texas. So now I kind of want to move more towards like the stereotypical culture of black culture, which, of course, people would always say about like drugs and prison and poverty. And how that also kind of caters to what we're looking at as well. Because mm-hmm. like we said, a lot of black men were taken out of the home. Whether it was their fault or not. I yeah. mean, after slavery, a lot of black people went into jail just because. I mean, mm-hmm. we can't say the system isn't against us because we yeah. all know it is. I mean, we say we don't want to blame everything on racism. But because racism is the system and is society. Exactly. I mean, how do you get how do you navigate yeah. through this? Right. Like I said, wars took a lot of people away. Mm-hmm. Like I said, prison, drugs. And so without the the father or many black men just being there, how are these black boys supposed to grow up and know what being a man is? We can't teach yeah. them. Even if we are raising them by ourselves, you can't teach them. You just can't. They can't look at you and see a man because they don't. You know, so I'm wondering how and we already know that black men are like five times more likely to go to jail for anything than a white Mm man. I mean, just just a a gram, (laughs) just a gram. They go to jail. They get longer sentences. They they get abused more. And I feel like what you were saying about pouring into each other, I feel like a lot of times because black women have been victimized, but Mm -hmm. it's like black men have been victimized, too. We can't forget that. I mean, we do live in like a patriarchal society and there's misogyny and all that. But Mm -hmm. like what Lottie Love was saying about black men having money and treating women any kind of way. First of all, that has nothing to do with cheating because it's broken niggas that cheat on you, first of all. Uh, But when you think about misogyny, people need to also think about misogyny really comes from white men because even white girls compared to black men, you could say that there's some things that they got that even the black men don't Mm -hmm. got. So we can't say, oh, black men, y'all are so misogynistic. I mean, in a lot of cases, they can be because that's the culture they came up in. Men, period. That is right. But the top of it is the white men. Right. That's where it comes from. Definitely so. Because I feel like a lot of black men, I feel like, try to compensate sometimes because of the things they lost in the past. Mm-hmm. But misogyny isn't just like a European thing, though. Like, that's literally mm-hmm. just a man thing. Yeah. Like, it just is. Like, men are 
cross-culturally are seen mm-hmm. as dominant. That is yeah. how they are revered. That mm-hmm. is how, that's just what it is. They okay. are the ones who quote unquote carry on traditions even if think of, even if you think about your fucking textbooks. Right. Like all of your history books start off, are probably written by a man and mm-hmm. t- talked about from a man's perspective. True. Basically. True. So literally all of this shit is perpetuated by men period. And mm-hmm. we can't even really say what race of man did it because it's just men yeah <laughs> like and well, this I guess is... we should come back to the whole equity conversation right like it's... is is men being dominant in some i think is men being dominant in some things bad because there's some things i think they probably should be dominant in not all things but some things you know mm-hmm. so i don't know yeah, what's, I what's, so. what's your take on that yeah i mean i feel like it's okay to be you know, dominant in certain aspects. I mean, I, I feel like that's the purpose of balance. I mean, when you talk about yin, yin and yang, I mean, of course, if yin is like 90%, ain't no room for yang to really have that same balance. So um, when you're in any type of relationship, I feel like you're, you might be weak in some aspects that your partner's not. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in that case, it's okay to be, but I feel like it's always about you know, how is it being manifested in your mm-hmm. relationship? Is it, are you holding it over your head? So for what, for instance, when we talk about, um, when we were just talking about women um, excelling in corp, in uh, education in corporate America. So you're making all this money and you are the breadwinner. How are you, what are you doing? Are you holding it over your man's head? Right. Are mm-hmm. you, are you, are you kind of taking on that mother figure? Are you sunning him? Because I feel Ooh. like sometimes we have that situation. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. And sometimes he preaches sunning him. And sometimes Ooh, it's just coming strong... from a situation. It's coming from a place of kind of um, like I'm telling you what to do. I'm mm-hmm. telling you what to do. I don't get this. I don't get this opportunity to tell men what to do in corporate America. So I kind of get to act it out. I'm going to do it to my man. In my, oh, <laughs> Lord Jesus. Or just in general. In Why society are you period. preaching to the choir? I feel attacked. <laughs> literally, I, right? I, I literally attacked right feel right attacked. I'm just saying. Well, whatever. you know what? The next thing I actually was going to talk about was how feminism, specifically white feminism, has mm-hmm. literally leaked into black women's, mm-hmm. our feminism, whatever that's yeah. supposed to be. Ooh, it's Jesus. really just a carbon copy of white feminism. We learned it from them, if we can be honest. And I feel like, their feminism is just so different because they talk it's a big so talk. Different. When you think about the way they don't do shit. Exactly. But for like, us, it's different because it's, it's like different. we're in control. Exactly. So that's we're like why we talk, stepping that's on why the men. We, right, right. <laughs> but like we were talking about earlier, there are um, tiers to feminism, right? Like you yeah. have the white feminism. I was telling him earlier, like I feel like black feminism should be called something totally different. It needs to be. Completely separate from white it feminism because be. it's so well, it is different. different. Like it's so different because we do not, yes, we are women, but we do not share the same struggles. A white woman does not face the same issues that I face right. as a black right. woman. Not at school, not in at work, nothing. nothing. Like it's not the same. It is not the same. And that is just something totally different. I mean, I get where black women are coming from with this feminist stuff, but mm-hmm. our relationships with our men are nothing like their white relationships. relationships. And I'm saying white women white will cry men. and cry and cry, but they'll still be a bunch of them white men. Exactly. We are actually, from what it seems, at least now, for the most part, a lot of us are actually, not. I want to say over the black man, 
but financial, like he was saying, mm-hmm. sunning them. Right. I've seen that so, so much, much. especially so in these relationships with, so with these black people. Like, baby daddies, like, you are taking care of your baby daddy like your son. Yeah. You got two sons, basically. Yep. <laughs> like, it's, it's it's really sad, and it's, it's like you said, uh, us holding that over black men's head. Mm-hmm. And I, I really feel bad about that, because it's like, how can I expect you to be a man if I keep emasculating you? And you right. ain't this, and you ain't that, and I feel like that's... Um, that's just really toxic. And I don't know it how is. we're going to all unlearn all this, but mm-hmm. I guess it really is up to us to decide what, because I mean, I guess we can't say that there's roles for certain things now. Yeah. But we just have there? to talk. We you just, know, our like, main problem. What, do y'all, what makes y'all's relationship work? You know, I guess we yeah. just got to go from person to person now because us all trying to be city girls ain't going to work. It's not. All the niggas trying to be <laughs> so a certain cool. way ain't going to work. Cause I'm it's not a city not. girl. I can't be. I can't be. I don't want to be a city girl because I, I can't. That is not I'm not expecting to swipe these I... visas if you're going to cheat on me and be right. like future. I'm like, y'all, y'all want future? I'm y'all want Russell willing. Wilson? Like, which one do y'all want? Sorry. I care about my mental health entirely too much. Plus the expectations. You can't have a future and a Russell Wilson. You can't right. have this hard gangsta ass nigga and then, oh, well, he's like this and he's like this. I'm not saying that there aren't people who have different uh, mixtures of personalities, mm-hmm. but that's the thing. You're going to get a mixture. There's right. going to be some things you like, some things you don't and like. some things you don't. But if you're going to be like this super dominant, like, woman, you have to realize what comes with that. Yeah. Just like in Think Like a Man, how Taraji was like the top uh, corporate woman and all that. She kept mm-hmm. trying to go after these super top corporate men, but she ended up with Michael e- Michael Ely, who had the food truck. Yeah. And there was nothing wrong with that, you know? Yeah. And people would get mad at Tyler Perry for perpetuation, perpetuating these... Girl, that's a um, whole never, another conversation. Stereotype. Because a fall from grace... <laughs> Listen, a fall from grace... <laughs> that's and a podcast own. on its own. That is. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about Tyler Perry, because Tyler Perry <laughs> has done such great things for black film but you also have to think about the power of the media like yeah. we just said well, we forgot to talk about the dress oh yeah the, the dress. dress about how we mm-hmm. see so many black men play black women in yeah. media and i feel like that also kind of like, contributes to the whole aggressive know. yes thing that's with how black you women. know that that's how you know that so many black men are just totally unaware us too. Uh, and we are too. We're just watching we, we grow funny. laughing at that shit. Like, hee hee ya ha. Like, we Ooh, thought we were going off on the white thing. lady and broke a car. And, right. We had, we didn't even think about, like, wow, he is perpetuating a stereotype about our grandmothers. <laughs> about and our people was mad at Spike Lee. Like, he said coonery buffoonery. Ooh, he said it. Listen. I don't want to, I don't want to say that's all the Tyler Perry stuff because it's not. It's My not, favorite it's not. film was A Family That Prays when yeah. he slapped that girl across that thing. But she cheated on him and had a baby with the white man. Yeah. She deserved to get slapped. But Oof. like, you know, Fall From Grace and like Acrimony and some of these other films he's been mm-hmm. putting out where it's like the black woman is always in some type of pain. Right. That's really, I think, where like, the damn, issue is. The black woman. Somebody's, right. The black woman somebody's, can never be happy. It's like, like even he loves she, the black woman. He right. like, it seems like he holds her up it's, but she's always in pain because of a man. It's him, Exactly. It's always that factor, like the fact that she's mad because of something that a man did. His first movie, A Mad Black that, Woman. Right. <laughs> a bad or black like woman. the woman has to like basically like fall from grace before she can be uplifted by exactly. a positive black She has man. to go all the and way down. She got to get has, beat by a husband. She got to right. get raped by and the stepdad. she has like, to settle for a man who literally has no money or like drives buses. Right, that drives the U-Haul. Like has his humble ass job, which there's nothing wrong with because I'm sure that is somebody's love story, but right. everybody's love story is not like that. Everybody it's just repeated. We're just tired of seeing the same like story from him. That's what yeah. it is. But that's what it is. But, but like we, I said, that's like we knew that. I feel like we knew that when he started making movies, the movies was trash. Yeah. The play were much better yeah but going yeah. back to that image of Medea of, yeah Shanae Wanda mm-hmm. Big Mama we're used to seeing mm-hmm. these black women who are played by black men mm-hmm. and it's 
I don't want to say it's confusing all of us because we know that these are men playing them. But in a way, you're not thinking about it as you're watching. Like you said, right. this is the stereotype of the black granny right. being a um, a gangster, a gangster that used to be a stripper a, that right. got a gun in her purse. Right. Or Shanae that's always going off on Gina mm-hmm. and attacking, attacking the light-skinned the light girl. girl. Like, oh. what in the world are we watching? And I mean, it's funny, but you're right. We don't think about it. Yeah. We don't think about the aftermath. Because right. while we're watching it, it's so funny. It's so entertaining. And a lot of black men have been put in that position where they have yeah. to also... It's like they're really good at playing black women. Yeah, I mean, y'all just and they're good at it because a lot, lot of them were raised by their mama women. and their grannies. But so they just repeating what they it's speak, causing something in the children. It is, it <laughs> you is. Know? Yeah. I feel like it's making the guys feel a little bit. I don't say it's making them softer, but in a way, because well, my grandmother, this is how da da da. It makes them understand. I feel like uh, women's point of view more, which I like that, but it also kind of is taken away from their manly side. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of... That ain't the only thing, but yeah. Masculinity with black men, I feel like, can be kind of a double-edged sword. Yeah, it's complex. Kind of thing, because if you're... You can't be too masculine, hyper-masculine, because you're a threat, and you'll get shot by the police. Right. But if you're too soft, you kind of get shunned by your women in the community in general. Mm -hmm. So um, I feel like, well, when it comes to just these dresses and Tyler Perry and kind of his... Um, I guess style of movies. I feel like it just goes back to Hollywood being able to um profit off of your emotions. That's basically what yeah. it is. Oh, you see yeah. yourself, you relate to it, mm-hmm. you're emotionally involved. Yeah. To, um how many people, how many black women specifically um Go this could relate to Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that... So a lot of those movies, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Getting just getting cheated on, mm-hmm. getting abused. So I feel like there's you know, there's just profit in that and I feel like unfortunately that's that case. But when it comes mm-hmm. to Tyler Perry found his then, niche. Yeah. I feel like in some cases, yeah, I feel like when it comes to the dresses, some in some cases I feel like there's kind of a agenda to kind of emasculate the men, but at yeah. the same time I feel like black men kind of need to be softened up a little bit. We kind of, because in order for to get for the for black women to get the black men to meet them where they need to be, mm-hmm. it kind of needs there needs to be some leveling out. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's softening up in the wrong way. In the exactly because yeah, one yeah, thing because you can way. Yeah. yeah I think the word a better word for it is empathy. We're we are not empathetic to one another mm-hmm. like. Yes, women are taught Vice to be versa. right. Both. Yes, women are taught to be empathetic, in like in society typically. Mm-hmm. But as black women, to toward black men, we're not taught to be empathetic towards them. We're not right. taught to see nobody is nobody is, and vice versa. Black men are not taught to be empathetic to women because otherwise, or themselves exactly. They don't. They are not taught that that is an important characteristic to have the way that we are mm-hmm. in society. An but as a black woman, like. I feel like we're taught to treat men a certain way. Like we're right. taught to treat, to be aggressive towards men, right. basically. Our men. From our, whether that be from our dads, like, oh, don't let them boys touch you. And mm-hmm. whether it be from whoever it is, mm-hmm. just in general, like just a societal thing. Like we, we're not allowed to, I don't even know what I'm trying to say at this point. I just feel like. Well, the way that things have been expressed is just. 
I just it's feel, all fucked up now. Honestly. It's all fucked up, and like instead of just being <laughs> Not completely good this, people, it's kind of just confusing. Like stuff, it is so, confusing. I feel like, and the I roles, feel like, I feel like we're kind of taught that like we can't be good people toward each other all the time. Yeah. If that makes any sense, like why can't we not just be good people? Like you know well, that you're not supposed to treat people a certain way. I mean, we're you know the human race and we're sinful, but that's a that's religious true. conversation. But I mean, yeah, that's true. But you're right, society. But at least society, in a societal um, way of looking at it, yeah, that we're not taught to be empathetic be, to right. our black person. Exactly, we're taught, but we're taught to be empathetic to everybody else. Then like, oh, you have to have empathy for the disabled. You have to have empathy for um, people who have been in abusive relationships. Why can't, why can't I just have empathy towards another human being? Right? Why can't I just sit there and try to understand where you're coming well, from like we said look listen. at the movies look at Tyler Perry look yeah. at look at uh, Matt, uh, Diver Mad Black Woman Francis mm-hmm. her husband threw out the house how am I yeah. gonna have empathy for that black man when he threw out the house fuck him you know what I'm saying right. that's what we thinking True. and even though we're like oh it's so nice that um, you know Shamar Moore with them braids oh my god that braid wig <laughs> the Tyler braid, Perry deserves the to be dragged for the wigs wig. let's just put that out there right now but, Ooh. you know, how she was like, oh, and, you know, doing all that stuff to yeah. him. Some black women probably were like, just let him take care of you. But a lot of black women was like, yeah, she she deserves to be mad and she deserves to treat him that way. Yeah. And she deserves to throw that water in his face and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, like he said, a double-edged sword. Like, Yeah, it is. Some people are going to see it in an empathetic yeah, way, but some people but are still going to use lot of us are, a whole lot of us are lacking empathy for people who haven't done us wrong. And that's the problem. Because we see all these things perpetuated. Right. Because we, see, because we see all these people that are doing harmful things to uh, women and all that shit like we look at all we kind of classify all men under that category we, like yeah, oh why have to treat all brush. men like this because mm-hmm. it's just it's kind of like the statement that men are trash like yeah we know that we're not literally saying that mm-hmm. all men are trash mm-hmm. but that's same kind of thing is being perpetuated mm-hmm. like we're not we don't care to be empathetic to the men who are not who are not we don't and that's what I think a lot of women need to understand now I'm not saying that like we like like I said we haven't been victimized but black men have too we have mm-hmm. to remember history it's exactly. not that black men are just our, not and, shit because right, and I'm right. not even saying that they're not shit in general because that's not true obviously they're supposed to be our kings like we're supposed yeah. to be their queens right so we have to like like I said have equity we need to have respect for one another mm-hmm. you know and it has to start from somewhere. Even if it starts yeah. from us, I mean, it has to start from it somewhere because it's better nowhere. than holding stuff over your man's head and stepping on him and they were wondering why they're going over, over there with the white women that are submissive and yeah. aren't saying anything to them. You know right. what I'm saying? Sometimes they're just black girls be so mad. You. Why he with a white girl? And I'm not saying that it's acceptable or whatever, yeah. but I am saying that sometimes that's the reason. Yeah. A lot of these black men say they've had these, these experiences where these girls have treated them very crazy mm-hmm. and the white girl the just won't for, say nothing. Right, and the same for black women. Yeah. The exact same. And they'll it's go to really Latino like, men, they'll go to white men. Like It's really like black women have leveled up in a way that I think a lot of other races of women just haven't. <laughs> and probably I mean, look where we started at. We had to. Exactly. We didn't have a choice but to do that. Like it was at that point it was a survival thing. Yep. Right? Yep. So I just feel like black I don't know. It's just black women and black men, like our roles are just we don't have roles anymore. We just well, kind of roles have heads. somewhat been reversed, like we said earlier. Yeah. But the expectations reversed, don't but match. Also, that's rever- where everything's getting messed reversed, up. but also kind of like meshed into one. Like You're everybody right. is just doing everybody's meshed. thing. Like right. we don't even have right. that separation anymore. It's just kind of mm-hmm. like okay. Plus you don't hear other races talking about oh like I never hear Latino girls saying I can't stand Latino men. I'll mm-hmm. never hear white girls Ever. saying I can't stand white men. It's just Ever. us. It's because we <laughs> 
see just us. Li- we li- honestly, I think that we literally see ourselves in each other, and it's just like, like you said, we're meshed. Exactly, we're just. Yeah, yeah, like we don't even know we don't know how to talk to each other. We don't want to talk to each other. Right. Like it's just I th- I do think awful. that talking probably is the first point, the, like the first, first the very step. first thing. And I think it kind of needs to start with the older people. It can start mm-hmm. with us, but even the older people need to talk to because mm-hmm. you know they don't like doing that. They just go to church and let it go. Which I mean, not to say that's completely bad. Let God have all of, all of the hardships, but right. you know they don't. They're very secretive. Yeah, there's those there are those generations who knew that they're, all that stuff like with well, right. they knew about the uncles mm-hmm. and the cousins that was doing, it, but right. they weren't saying right. anything. Right. So right. stuff right. is just happening. Y'all need to talk about it too. They knew about their husband having a family across town, but they just right. like it didn't happen. I feel like, like that. <laughs> I, I feel like it's a term for that. Like it has to be a term for that. That's like double daddy to- toxic <laughs> toxic submissiveness or some shit yeah. like so I don't know and you just think about all the anger that built up inside of them yeah and it got passed down to who mm-hmm. the mamas yep and the sons yeah resentment all yep. these other things so I think all we that should... shit that was bottled up manifested in the wrong ways yeah so now we having to undo all we literally we are the generation that is literally trying to undo all of this shit mm-hmm. but i think that the most important thing for us to do is just talk about it like we have to acknowledge we try it. to do it on social media though that's not the way to do that's it. that's not the way to Attack do it Attack culture is too easy on it's, there it's way i disagree easy. i'm a comment and i'm a talk shit and that's exactly it. No. and nothing happens. that's not a conversation we don't progress <laughs> we don't do anything it's you just, just see the people who agree with you and people who don't that's exactly. it exactly you exactly. need some type of mediator. You need somebody who's going to, like, separate. Like, when you're having, like, a debate, they usually have somebody who mediates the debate. Right. So what do we do? Just get all taper. the black people together to... Well, we can't get all of us to together, be, but... Like, like, you know, what? just look in your own homes and try to find somebody who yeah. can help guide a situation. Usually it's, it is the older generation, but um, sometimes... it. That's one of the big things. Like, it, it's so easy to attack. It's so easy for women to attack. It's so easy for the men to get defensive and attack out of defense mm-hmm. or vice mm-hmm. versa. That you kind of need to sit here, need somebody to say, hey, you know, this woman isn't yelling at you. Mm-hmm. She's yelling at her father. Yeah. She's yelling at her brother. Yeah. She's yelling at the men that she's seen. Yeah, and but they they men, don't train people. They don't train people to deal with stuff like that. But, like that, I feel like that's a. Yeah, I don't know. Do. It's just the mental health. No, therapists have. are not trained to teach. Okay. I mean, black yes. therapists go to black therapists. That's that's the key. Mm-hmm. That's why I, like I feel like even that. I feel like even that. It's only so much that a therapist can do legally. Like it's only so True. much advice that they can give you. Like that's the, the conversation the that has to come it's within like the you home. Saying, somebody in the house that needs to mediate yeah. can, can understand that. Yeah, because yes, I believe that therapy is great, but a therapy session doesn't end at the therapy session. This is stuff that you constantly have to work on every single day, or else mm-hmm. your behavior is not going to change. Right. I just I would. Um, I would task um, women at home to um, let their man, if you do have a man in the house, um, let their man kind of lead them into mm. a new type of relationship. That's a that's a whole different conversation. In a sense of kind mm-hmm. of, not necessarily when it comes to leading, not necessarily because you don't have to be the breadwinner to lead, but mm-hmm. just to be the one to say, hey, this is the way this relationship is going to go. Men, if you're not going to be that provider, how else are you going to bring value to that relationship? You just are gonna you going to step gonna be, down she's going to step up. Mm-hmm. That's right. it. And, you know, are you going to bring in, you know, are you going to be the person bring in the direction? Mm-hmm. A lot of women 
you know, they need direction still. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that masculinity aspect. So mm-hmm. um, what else can you bring? I mean, and bring it to the table. It's so interesting you said that because I kind of didn't want to bring this up. But I mean, for me, like I remember everybody was a, a lot of people were attacking Fantasia when she got on the breakfast club was talking about her marriage. because She said that she had a biblical marriage. She was talking about, you know. A, a traditional biblical marriage talking about how the man's supposed to lead like the, the man is the head the woman is the neck but because like you said we're meshed together mm-hmm. we have all these other things going yeah. on we're trying to fight for that power who's supposed to be in what like I said we mm-hmm. don't want roles no more but, right. but it's kind of necessary because if I'm over here you over here what, what are we doing because mm-hmm. if yeah. we're doing the same thing What's happening? Like we can't. Like if we both Where's doing the, the same tasks, that means we're clashing. Really and exactly, because I'm doing my way, and you're doing your Something way. else is crumbling while we're doing this, <laughs> the same doing thing. the same thing. Like, but is that but that's an issue of communication? It sounds like with the couple, with that right? Couple. Because if we aren't communicating, because if we can't communicate, you know, our basic life functions on how to keep the house going, mm-hmm. if it ain't, if we don't, if we can't get to the common conclusion like hey you make six figures i'm over here i can make a little bit of money but you over here making six figures so if you could take more of the quote-unquote financial burden or more quote-unquote more of the i don't know home burden Mm -hmm. then maybe i get the financial hold that part or if you can't do the if you could do the financial maybe i hold down the emotional part i make sure that when you get home you're straight you're settled that sounds stressful hmm? <laughs> sound kind of stressful. I mean, at the end of the day, well, somebody's gonna have slavery to do something. Was stressful yeah. <laughs> on our whole foundation. So I right. feel like we're um, trendsetters, black people. We've always yeah. been trendsetters. So I feel like it's about time that we kind of dismantle this whole like thought process on relationships and say, hey, like, because it seems like we it's are so special case. It does. We, make it so we do make it so complicated. Instead of just talking about things, talk about but it you. is hard. I, I'm a testament to that. It's very hard to talk about things that you never had to talk about with somebody before, mm-hmm. and not even knowing that you have to talk about it, like because yeah. everybody's yeah. expectations are different. Yeah, that's the thing. But you yeah. know, and you can't have these expectations, expectations and these expectations, right? But They're literally, we got. We also have to acknowledge the fact that some, that some people's expectations are based on what society tell them to what society tells them to be based on. Or how on, they were raised. Or how they were raised. So it's just like, what do you do? Well, I do think that we should continue this conversation again or um, get more in depth, especially about the relationships part, because the family mm-hmm. really is the foundation to me. Yeah. The family. Really I mean, is. you know, we're Americanized, of course, so especially now you got to get the bag. you got to mm-hmm. be successful. you got to have a business. We you got to have an individual. But look, but look at the families. Society. People don't even know their families no more. Families mm-hmm. are spread apart, torn apart. So which, easy. We're so easy to And cut it's not even by slavery anymore. Members. It's by choice most of the time. Yeah. People are just doing whatever. And mm-hmm. I don't want to do this no more. Or getting divorced yeah. over the littlest thing. Breaking yeah. up the families. And people don't think about how that affects their children. And that's they why don't. the kids growing up messed up because they don't know what to do because you didn't know what to do. Yeah. But instead of trying to figure it out, you just went off your emotions and you were mad and you were like well I'm done with this you, mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just gonna give up whatever yeah. I'm done with black men I'm done with black women you know what I'm saying I'm gonna move to this person I'm gonna mm-hmm. go to that person so um, this has been a lovely conversation I have really enjoyed we myself do this again. <laughs> you know I feel like these conversations definitely need to be had more with more of us mm-hmm. um, especially millennials and Gen Z cause, yeah because it's time for us to start thinking about this like I mean because we're about to be that next generation mm-hmm. it's not already we're, we're right. about to start you know we're having kids and having getting kids, married, married. <laughs> we're growing we don't know what because I know I don't know what the fuck to do so I can only imagine 
<laughs> so we need to figure out some solutions because you're right. We like to talk about the problems. We love to complain. But if we ain't got no solutions, we shouldn't be complaining exactly. as much. And we, shouldn't, we should not be even trying to have a conversation if we can't be constructive be, and yes. move forward. Like that's and, amazing. And produce something. Yes. Americans, American culture does a very terrible job at involving our elders and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. if you look at the Eastern world, they literally, like... But they also teach the younger ones, so and there's, like, a lineage to, thing there. Exactly. Here, it's just separate. It's we so don't like separate. the old people, because y'all old. Well, we don't like the young people, because y'all, 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 y'all don't know nothing. It's such a divide, such and a And they have a lot of wisdom, whole, whether we like it or do. not. They do. They do. And they can... Listen, let these old folks learn you something real quick. Right. <laughs> I'm out with my granny, so sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk about this today but yeah. I mean she knows she's been on the earth way longer Definitely. than me she's seen segregation she mm-hmm. has seen soul train she has seen crack era she has seen all of, all of it Obama like she'd have been through all these things I've only seen Obama so literally <laughs> Bush and Obama Bush I can't Obama, really exactly. I, I don't have much to, to, to add to it so all you're right. right Um, we do need to do that more talk I feel to like your grandparents more... while they're here for real Parents too. I feel like a lot of times people just be like, "Well, I'm growing yeah, up the house. Too. Forget my parents. They don't understand me." Mm-hmm. Your parents said the same thing back in 1985. Mm-hmm. So come on. Um, but like I said, this has been a great conversation. I'm so appreciative that my two guests here contributed so much to this. I'm so happy. I hope you all come again. Well, of course, I know you're coming again, Ariana. But Dominique, I want you to come again as well. <laughs> I loved your perspective on this. Well, thanks to everyone out there that listened to our podcast. Thanks to my lovely lovely guests once again. Please let us know uh, what you think by DMing us, tweet us. Please let us know. Talk to us. (laughs) Please (laughs) Um, follow us on Twitter at the Plug Club Pod as well as on Instagram. We would love to hear more. from you guys suggestions topics anything um please remember to stay plugged in and if you don't recycle you're trash trash each of us has a purpose we are destined to do something meaningful not only to support our loved ones but to positively impact our communities throughout the country What do you think a private Christian education looks like? Grand Canyon University graduates 25,000 students yearly and offers more than 225 high-quality programs across nine colleges. Find your purpose at GCU. Visit gcu.edu.